0: I'm Lea Marshall. I'm a Brussels-based journalist covering European affairs. I moved to Brussels from Strasbourg in 2018 to get even closer to the EU bubble. A few weeks ago, I was listening to a joint press conference with Prime Minister of Ukraine Denis Shmihal and European Commissioner Valdis Dombrovskis. When the Ukrainian leader politely told his interlocutor that his country was ready to move forward with joining the European Union, I thought, where exactly are Ukraine's EU membership prospects? So in this European Plus podcast, Voices from Brussels, I will try to see where this process stands and whether the political crisis could have an impact on Ukraine's chances to join the EU. With the current high degree of military and political tensions between Ukraine and Russia, all eyes have been turned on Kiev. In response, Western leaders have expressed solidarity with Ukraine in word and deed. They are providing material and financial assistance in various areas. Does that mean that it could change the situation, that the EU could lower their demands and open the way to accelerate Ukraine's accession to the EU? At least that is what Kyiv hopes. Beginning of February 2022, Ukrainian presidential spokesman said, Ukraine's aspirations to join NATO and the European Union remain the absolute priority to the country. Indeed, for several years now, Ukraine has been asking to join both the EU and NATO, how might the situation change in the current context? We condemn this barbaric attack. Commission President Ursula von der Leyen on the 24th of February. And in these dark hours, the European Union and its people stand by Ukraine and its people. We are facing an unprecedented act of aggression by the Russian leadership against a sovereign, independent country. Russia's target is not only Donbas. The target is not only Ukraine. The target is the stability in Europe and the whole of the international peace order. And we will hold President Putin accountable for that. The EU is indeed ready to walk the talk when it comes to helping its eastern neighbor. The EU and its financial institutions have mobilized 17 billion euros in loans and grants for Ukraine since conflicts broke out in the country in 2014. Beginning of February, Brussels announced a further 1.2 billion euros in long-term loans at favorable rates for Ukraine. EU member states have also sent military equipment to Ukraine so that it can prepare for a potential invasion. I have talked with Andrew Wilson, who is a senior policy fellow at the think tank European Council on Foreign Relations. According to him, the current tensions have made this financial support much less conditional than usual. In other words, money does not come with strict requirements such as the respect of the rule of law by Ukrainian government.
1: In the current crisis, aid for Ukraine is more unconditional than it otherwise would be. And you can see Ukraine rather exploiting our solidarity. Um, This is not the time to be um, attacking your political opponents at home, uh, former President Poroshenko, etc. So I think we, assuming we get through the current crisis, then it would be logical to go back to a much more conditional approach because Ukraine has not delivered, uh, particularly in terms of judicial reform, proper rule of law, which everybody agrees should be priority number one.
0: The finishing line for Ukraine is the EU membership. But first, let's jump back in time. In 2006, the EU created the so-called Eastern Partnership to reinforce ties with six countries in Eastern Europe and Caucasus, namely Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Georgia, Moldova and Ukraine. In 2014, Kiev signed the so-called Association Agreement with the EU which is supposed to foster close relations on a wide range of issues. The deal is basically seen as a tool to move closer to the EU and to take steps towards potentially becoming a candidate for the Union. In this respect, Ukraine needs to meet a number of targets each year. And on that, the country considers that it has gone quite far. It claims to be well advanced in aligning its policies and economic situation with those of the EU. In 2021, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky asked French President Emmanuel Macron and former German Chancellor Angela Merkel to launch the accession procedure for his country. He also added, we can't stay in the waiting room of EU and NATO forever. Some EU politicians agree with this observation, especially those from Eastern Europe. Member of the European Parliament Patras Austravitius from Lithuania is one of them. This MEP, who is part of the liberal political group Renew Europe, is rather optimistic about Ukraine's rapprochement with the EU. In 2021, he contributed to a report to the European Parliament on the state of play of Ukraine's association agreement.
2: We noted uh, um, uh, quite a smooth uh, uh, integration into sectorial policies, for example, uh, uh, energy, transport uh, sector, with the aviation agreements. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, sector by sector, it, it presents pretty impressive figure. Alignment with the EU policies uh, is going on. Same applies to, for example, foreign and security policy. I think uh, we, we have enough of uh, reasons to believe that uh, Ukraine is, Um, within the framework of uh, association uh, agreement implementation, probably not by 100%, I mean, keeping the schedule agreed, I mean, for implementing uh, decisions, but it goes.
0: Ukraine is doing well in many areas, according to the Eastern Partnership Index in 2021. This tool charts performance on democracy and European integration in the six Eastern Partnership countries. When it comes to implement its association agreement with the EU, Kiev has managed to reach 60% of the objectives, but the remaining 40% are the most difficult ones. They concern the rule of law in general, where Ukraine seems to be moving forward at a slower pace. In some areas, such as the fight against corruption, it is even experimenting a backsliding. However, Ukraine is now facing difficult circumstances. A lot of energy and resources are being diverged to additional tasks related to the security situation, but MEP Austravicius, the Lithuanian MEP, is optimistic that as soon as possible, Kiev will be able to deliver on the rule of law.
2: Unfortunately, this kind of additional burden on Ukraine will not allow probably in 2022 to achieve everything. But I would say in between of 23 and 24, we might see a situation when implementation of association agreement and the CFTA. Reaches really critically high high percentage, and we can uh, we can speak about something else in order to go forward.
0: But not everyone is so positive about Kiev's achievements. Some think there should be no rush for integrating Ukraine. They first need to demonstrate sincere will for reforms. This is the opinion of Green MEP Viola von Cramon-Taubadel.
3: In the current situation, there is almost no room for any reforms and that is also in my assumption extremely unfortunate while of course ukraine was during the last year very very hesitant very reluctant to implement any reforms now they have a good reason and they have a pretext why it is not possible even before the russian aggression there was not a big political will there was no drive There was no recognition by Zelensky, by his team, by the government, by certain interlocutors to feel obliged to implement uh, those
0: uh, reforms. And these reforms are needed, especially in the judiciary and the fight against corruption, says this German parliamentarian. Ukraine is not doing enough to reform its judicial system. President Zelensky is even accused of extrajudicial repression of his opponents. According to Andrew Wilson, our Ukraine expert, there is a huge task ahead in these areas to implement the expected changes.
1: A radical approach is needed. People have been uh, trying a more radical approach. New institutions, um, involvement of foreign experts in the vetting of judges, which is kind of partial recognition towards the fact that the Ukrainian judiciary really needs to be burnt to the ground and rebuilt, that uh, piecemeal reforms haven't worked. And that in the late Poroshenko presidency and during the um, Zelensky presidency, individual ra- radical measures have been taken, but not collectively um, uh, pr- an approach radical enough to solve such deep suited deep rooted problems of um, a highly politicized and corrupt judiciary
0: when it comes to joining the EU there are three long steps first when a country believes it is ready to join the EU it may apply for membership in order to become an official candidate the second step is entering into negotiations with the EU and finally the third step consists in becoming a member for the first and second stage All EU governments must approve the decision. This has actually caused problems for the candidates. And although Ukraine is not yet a candidate, divisions are already visible among the EU countries. Old members like France or Germany are more reluctant to welcome new members than the new Eastern members. Indeed, following the Russian attacks on Ukraine, the Lithuanian and Polish heads of state declared that Ukraine deserved to be a candidate for membership
3: what have happened with romania bulgaria where we have not paid enough attention against anti-corruption organized crime money laundering? this will not i mean make it easier when ukraine is lacking uh, in its reform progress so of course they will ask the same question and we cannot give a positive reply so in ukraine's own interest They have to prove that they have done everything possible, that all the technical requirements are being fulfilled. We speak about 60%, yeah, but 40% are the ones who are difficult and who are uh, extremely important to achieve.
0: Viola von Kramont-Taubadel concludes that the time is not ripe to press for Ukraine to join the EU. In the meantime, the bloc should focus on providing the eastern country with all necessary support against the Russian threat, according to her. Kiev may know what the EU expects of it in order for it to be considered for membership. But on the diplomatic front, EU officials have remained mum on Ukraine's bid to join the Union. They probably remember the difficulties in getting even EU citizens' support to the association agreement back in 2014. At the time, Dutch voters simply rejected the deal. Now, European Council President Charles Michel on 16 February stated, we recognize this European aspiration. And that is all. What is certain, though, is that President Zelensky's timetable for joining the EU in 2022-2023 was far too optimistic. And it's even more so if one notes that countries in the Western Balkans, such as Northern Macedonia and Albania, which have been candidates for some time and have fulfilled all the criteria, are still waiting for the green light from the EU. In the end, the road to the European Union is increasingly long and winding. We meet again soon for another episode of Voices from Brussels. À bientôt